Welcome to the Real View podcast, where Ohio realtors connect you to innovators and influencers, keeping you with the real view of real estate. Whether you're a broker, agent, first time home buyer, industry leader, or just happen to stumble upon our podcast today, you can expect to hear tips, tools, tricks, interesting information, and so much more from the experts in Ohio's real estate game. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of The Real View Podcast. I'm your host, Allison Wiley. Joining me is my co-host, Carrie R. Blaster. And with us today is our special guest, Jeremy Pape, who we will let him introduce himself, a broker in the Columbus, Ohio area, and is also super involved with real estate throughout the state of Ohio. So we'll go into more of his background in a minute. But thank you guys for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me on here. Appreciate it. Yes. Well, Jeremy, as Allison prepped you for, the name of the podcast is The Real View. And what we like to ask all of our guests is what is the best view that they have ever had? So what say you? What's the best yeah. thing you've ever seen? That's funny. You know, it's a hard, hard question because uh, a couple things. I do a lot of skiing, a lot of snowboarding and skiing. And, and so mountains, I'm on a lot of mountaintops. And it's, I would say, Big Sky Montana. From the top of Big Sky Montana is probably one of the prettiest things that I've ever seen. But also, you know, I've, I've been a pilot for, for many years, so I've flown over, you name it, some of those sites are incredible. So to just pick one, I don't know. I've been over Iraq and you, na- you name the location. So, so I've seen it from high above and the mountains. So I don't know if that answers your, your question, but seen a lot of really neat things. No, that's wonderful. Big Sky's great. That's kind of on my bucket list too. It's gorgeous out there. It's beautiful. It, it's I've absolutely. Not seen that yeah, that's, that's a real mountain right there. It's funny when we were um, researching, you know, a little bit about you before for the podcast, Carrie's like, oh, my gosh, I think he's a pilot. And I was like, "Okay, he's going to have a really cool answer to our real view question, because there's probably nobody who's seen as many views as you have, especially from such a high altitude. So, yeah, very cool. Yeah, I'd say the scariest view is we flew combat missions over Iraq and and Middle East. and, And a lot of those missions, we had to do lights out with night vision goggles to land. And, you know, you have you have combat ways of, of, of flying into land and, and uh, it's a neat view, but it's definitely a scary one. I can only imagine. Well, thank you for your service. I mean, absolutely that's, enjoyed every minute of it. We wanted to start there. You know, you obviously have a military background. You're a pilot. Uh, not many people can say that <laughs> you're an officer in the Air Force. So, you know, somehow you made your way to real estate. Somehow you made your way to the military after going to Ohio University. Right. Yeah, I was in Ohio University, and um, honestly, my grades were kind of slipping. I, you know, I wasn't wasn't prepared <laughs> for my first year at, at OU. I was a uh, um, elementary education was my degree there, but I, you know, I was enjoying life a little bit too much my freshman year. So when my grades start slipping, I kind of had a my parents. They were paying for a lot, a big portion of my college, and they're like, "We're not, we're not doing it anymore." So that's when I started looking into the military and some of their tuition reimbursement. And at the time, I think they paid a big chunk, like maybe 60% of my tuition. And, you know, I, I jumped into it, not really knowing what, you know, I didn't go into the military thinking that's exactly what I wanted. It was a, a tool to help with education and kind of fell in love with it. So I started that in, in 1995. I was enlisted as a fuel systems mechanic on F-16s. And then how did you make your way to officer and pilot? And I mean, how does that work? Well, so I was five years doing that, doing the, the fuel systems maintenance stuff. And 
when I got my degree, I thought, you know what, I really love this now with a degree because you have to have a college degree to become an officer. I wanted to do that. And my dad, you know, my dad was a pilot for 34 years. He was an F-16 pilot. And I always thought it was kind of neat, kind of cool, but it never really, I didn't ever have a drive for it. But when, you know, when I graduated and I thought that this was, that was the career field that I thought would be fun and challenging. And I jumped into it and I, and I loved it. You know, it was, it was right after college. I think I had to wait maybe six months for a pilot because you have to go through quite a bit of stuff to, to actually make it in to, to undergraduate pilot training. And so I went through officer training school and went through all that and POW training and survival and all those fun things just so you could do it. And, and you know, the training is about two years from start to finish. And after that, then you, you head to your base and you fly the plane that you're trained on. So. so you did that through 2009, but if I read your bio correctly, there was a time in life where you, when you were doing both real estate and the military, yes. right? Yes, I got licensed in 2003, and we were still flying back and forth, Al-Udeed, Qatar, and Kuwait. You know, I, I did a few trips over there, and, and I had my license, and I was going back and forth overseas, and I slowly became... I don't know if it was slow, but within a couple of years, I became busier with real estate. I had more clients, so I had to figure out which route I wanted to go. It was very hard to be successful at both, you know, to have two full-time jobs, you know, which way. And, and the real estate, I loved it. It was stressful, painful. You get irritated with it, but it's rewarding. And, you know, because I was leaving, you know, I've got three kids. And, you know, when you have to leave all that time, you got to kind of figure out what's a good balance. And so as much as I loved flying, you know, and I loved the military, it was time for me to kind of move the route of real estate. Yeah. And so 11 years later, here you are a broker, (laughs) an owner of your own company, the recipient of the broker of the year award at Columbus Realtors, which we jokingly before the show returned to as the COVID broker of the year award. The Corona (laughs) broker of the year. So how did you build your business over that decade? And what led you to want to own your own company? So when I started in 03, I think it was around 04, 05, just within about two years, I started to have a team. And, you know, as the team grew, I liked the training part of it. I liked teaching. I liked kind of growing some of these agents' careers. It, it wasn't all about focusing on me. And so over time, you know, I realized that I wanted to do this for myself and for the agents that would follow. So, you know, you just kind of see the trends of these agents and what they need and having a successful team, I had successful agents on it. And I couldn't keep, you know, it'd be, it's very hard to grow someone's career when you're just a team leader of there. So I, I wanted to have as a brokerage, now these very, you know, successful real estate agents could create their own teams. And so, you know, quite a few different reasons why, but I just, the aspect of teaching and training and, and watching people's careers and helping them grow their own careers I don't know. It's just very rewarding to me. I mean, I love selling houses. I still do it. I'm still active with buying and selling homes. But for me, sitting down, I mean, we're in the middle of some fun training right now. You know, we have a, I wish I could show you on my desk, I had 16 hands of cards dealt because we're, we're doing some fun thing. So yeah, in a nutshell, it's just the training and watching people finally get it and finally catch on and finally make it because real estate's tough. And to make a career out of it is very tough because you go in it, you're an independent contractor and no one really gives you a book on how to do it. Yeah, definitely. What would you say your your style of leadership is? And I love hearing that, you know, you want to have individuals on your team who you can grow and coach through and 
kind of see them become the best version of themselves, which is really awesome. But to do that, you have to be a great leader, which it sounds like you are. What, what Talk a little bit about your style of leadership and, and how you approach that. Well, so I like to be hands-on. So, and I like to be part of it. So I, you know, I like to be a troop, you know, be a leader on the ground with the troops. And, you know, so we lead by example. I'm not, I don't want to just tell people what to do. I want to do it and show them how it works and how you can be successful doing this. And when they see it over and over that, Hey, you know, Jeremy is doing this and it's working for him, they follow, you know? So if it's an event or an open house or something, I want to be there. I want to be there with them and help them. I don't want to just say, do this, do this. It works. I promise. I want to show them that. So I don't micromanage people. I mean, I know they're independent contractors. I try to delegate. Well, I've got very good support around, you know, Aaron and Allison are tremendous support here and they help keep this thing running, you know, smoothly. And so I don't know, I can go on and on <laughs> about that. So I don't know my exact style of leadership, but it, it's fun to lead. And it, it, I hate this type of leadership now. <laughs> I consider myself the worst at Zoom meetings. I mean, I just uh, hate it. I yeah. use my hands. I'm visual. I like to communicate. I'm a very in front of people uh, leader. And doing it this way, man, it is tough. It is. I think we're all in that stage of the pandemic where the Zoom fatigue is real. <laughs> There's only so much over the camera communication yeah. we could have. It's for real. And it's awkward. And it's hard to tell, you know, if you're trying to train people and talk to people and get them inspired and motivated, you get literally no feedback. You know, you're, you're on this thing and you, you can't tell if they're paying attention. You can't tell if their screen is frozen. You just don't know. So we're, we're adapting to it, but this is tough. It's tough to lead through it, lead through these cameras. It is. And uh, hopefully we will be uh, done with the Zoom and the camera uh Zoom calls here soon with uh, Mary, the pandemic. So. Yeah, fingers crossed that that uh, we can be done with this soon. So you're super involved with the Columbus Realtors Association as well as with the MLS. So talk to us a little bit about your involvement with those organizations, and you know, talk to us about what those organizations do and how they're an important part of the realtor world. Yeah. So a few years ago, I started getting heavily involved in it, probably a little bit more than than I understood. And, and, you know, some of these, some of these terms are coming to an end. So it's freeing up a little bit of time because they are very time consuming. But this has been such an industry that to me has given back so much. It's allowed me to have a career. It's allowed me to have help other people have careers. So, you know, it's a good way for me to give back to them because there's not a ton of people that do volunteer their time. I mean, we're complete volunteers. No one pays us to be on a committee or directors. So, it's very enjoyable. I, you get to learn how things work. I went years without barely stepping foot at Columbus Realtors because you don't really have to. You know, you can heck, you can work from home these days. But it's nice to see how things work. So, board of directors. I'm a director with Columbus Realtors. I'm on my third year, and you know that's a governing body, and and it's we we meet once a month, and it's it's a great group of people. Um, you know, I'm sad to have that, and because um, like I said, this is my last year with that. I'm also. Last year on the MLS Board of Directors, I was nicely chosen by our president, appointed by our president to chair that. So I will be the chairman of the MLS Board of Directors. And that's probably the most detailed of all the one because the MLS is truly the biggest value to Columbus Realtors and probably every organization out there. I mean, that's our that's the MLS is where the houses sit. So that's a very important governing body. So that's where our biggest focus will be with the MLS Board of Directors and chairing that. Also sit on Broker Advisory Council, 
that's a group of brokers and we come up with recommendations to pass along. And that's a, another great group of people. That one, I miss some of the meetings. Sometimes it doesn't fit with my schedule. You know, I try to get to all of them, but that's been a really fun one. I can't remember when I started that, but it's been quite a few years. I sit on the grievance committee. I have one more meeting with the grievance committee, and that's probably my favorite one. You get to see complaints. You get to see. <laughs> okay, it's sorry, great. I have to laugh. No, no, you have to. <laughs> so I, interesting. It, I, yeah, I okay, wanna, now yeah. you can explain. Yeah. <laughs> Most people think it would be terrible, but it's it makes you a better real estate agent. You know, it really does because you see these complaints and you're just shaking, you're shaking your head. You're like, how did they not think that this was wrong? So we're not the judges. We just have to look at the stuff. And if it looks like it's a possible good complaint, we got to pass it on. So you do, you look through it and, you know, they prepare their complaint and it, you know, usually comes with 10 pages of text messages and you got to, and you read through these things and you're just like, wow. So So interesting. it, it really is. It's it's been my favorite one because you get there and you're just you know like wow. You how just never know. Do that, you know. <laughs> I'm sure there's never a dull moment in the gre- like like reading it's through that. I'm sure you're riot. like surprised every time something comes up. <laughs> it really is, and and I like the fact. And I don't want to tell people to go report all the things, but we really need to ho- hold ourselves at a higher standard. I mean, we are licensed real estate agents and brokers, and these are very big transactions that we're handling. So we need to do things correctly. And that's why I love that. I've, you know, I love doing things by the book. The public appreciates it. Like it, it's just, it's the way we should do it. Other agents, practitioners, they appreciate it. So yeah, I'll be sad to see that one go, but that's a three-year commitment. And then after three years, then you go through some training to become part of the professional standards. So I believe starting at the end of January, I'll be on professional standards for three years. So we'll see how that I don't know enough about that to to discuss. Very cool. We just had a realtor from the New Jersey area on our podcast a couple weeks ago to talk about she does the professional standards with NAR and she was on to talk about the code of ethics changes. So that's very cool. Exactly. And it really is because you learn that stuff. Like you could go through 10 years as as a real estate agent without ever looking at your, you know, the code of ethics, you know, because nothing bad happens, right? And you just go through it and life is great. But it gets you to get in there and, and learn them. And you surprise, you know, like you learn little bits. And I, every time I go to a meeting or a training or any of these directors things, I come out with information that's very important. And the first thing I do is I pass it on to the agents in my office, you know, they so they can understand what's going on. So that's my involvement. It's fairly heavy right now. And, and I love most of it. <laughs> most of it's great. This episode of The Real View is brought to you by the Ohio Association of Community Colleges. Ohio's network of community colleges provides accessible training that accommodates the busy lifestyles of aspiring real estate professionals at half the price of a traditional university. With convenient locations in every part of the state, as well as online options, Ohio's community colleges are your smart choice for pre-licensing education. For more details or to start the journey to a real estate career, Visit the education page at ohiorealtors.org and then click on the pre-licensed course locations. I would consider you a young professional. Okay. Mostly because I think we're like the same age and I'm still very young. Okay. Okay. (laughs) No, but my question is, I'm really curious about how you got involved in association work because You know, we at the association, of course, are always looking for new leaders, trying to cultivate young leaders, Mm -hmm. you know, really want the work of the association to continue into the future, you know. And so I'm curious about, you know, how you got involved 
And also kind of your thoughts on young professionals. I know I've seen you at a few, what we refer to as YPN events. So I know that you're active in that space as well. We love sponsoring it too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if you could just maybe speak to the work of uh, preaching, you know, the goodness of the association to our young professionals. Absolutely. So if you have issues with the way business is being done, you're not going to make a change unless you jump in, right? So I was a member of the MLS committee and I'm not on it now, but four years ago, there was a decision with Zillow and it was going to make an impact on independent brokerages. Here I was, you know, we started our company five years ago. You know, here I am as an independent brokerage with barely any agents. And because of the way syndication and Zillow was working, we weren't going to be able to have our listings as a small brokerage fed to Zillow. And this was a decision that was made out of my hands and it was going to impact my company tremendously. And so that's where I was like, I was like, I'm running, I'm running for for the MLS committee. And I won and got on there. And and from that point on, it just kind of snowballed. You know, it wasn't like I had to be on one of these things, but you know, you get in conversations and some of the directors or some of the people that you're doing business with at Columbus Realtors, they're like, you know what, this might be a good fit. Check this out. And so you know, I'd love to be on more of them, but you just, you got to work-life harmony, right? You just got to figure out how much time you got in a day. For sure. What would you uh, say to someone, like maybe a young professional that's listening or someone who, you know, maybe would be interested in getting more involved? What would you tell them, you know, if someone's considering that? Yeah. I, I mean, the Commerce Realtors always puts out information about the things that are available. Just jump on one, look through the list of the things, even YPN, you know, just YPN, just jump on that. I know it's difficult now because it is going to be Zoom and it's not going to be the fun get togethers yet. But yeah, jump into one of those. And if you don't like it, you know, you didn't waste a ton of time. Try a different one. And honestly, it helps your career tremendously. I've always been a networker. And when you are an agent and you're, you know, writing an offer for a property or listing a property and the person on the other side is someone that is in your committee or whatever you've got a good relationship with, it goes a long way. You know, it, it really goes a long way. A lot of people didn't understand why I love networking. I love doing all these Columbus Realtors things, you know, and when you're dealing with another realtor that knows you and knows your work ethic, could win a deal. It really could because they know what kind of deal it's going to be. They know what kind of transaction it's going to be. So I highly encourage people to not be hidden, not be a secret agent, you know, get out there, do some things, network and and being involved with Columbus Realtors is great. So true and a great way to to meet others and your peers and, and get to know them and grow your small community there. And, you know, also give back, like you mentioned, you know, real estate, you know, and what that means to you as far as giving back and the work that's done there. So what a great way to do that. Like Carrie mentioned, we are always looking for realtors in our community to get involved. So yes, take advantage of that. And thank you for your service on on all of these different uh, boards and committees <laughs> and, and things like that. Um, you've been a great guide uh, for the real estate world. So thank I you. I appreciate that. Appreciate it. So we mentioned that you won the broker of the year during the COVID year. Yes. <laughs> How the heck did you do that? I mean, with everything that we experience this year in this virtual world and and everything that had happened how how did you do it share us share us your secrets yeah <laughs> so i had a little had someone in the office that you know nominated me and you know do it do it do it do it and you get nervous too because part of this if you are if you do get this you have to get you know there's a award ceremony in the middle of the year you got a 1200 people you got to give you're the keynote speaker you know of the event you're the final piece you know like everybody goes across stage and then the broker of the year stands up there, you know, and it's a little bit intimidating, but 
I, you know, the push, push, push. So I did all the forms, filled it out. And March 12th or March 13th, I'm actually on just a quick little two-day ski trip because I do have an addiction to skiing and snowboarding. But I'm on a two-day trip and just checking in at the end of the day. And I'm looking at, listening to my voicemail and got a voicemail that has, you know, hey, congratulations, broker of the year. And I was super excited get my next voicemail and it's my wife. And she's like, uh, Jeremy, you need to come home. The world's ending right now. Um, right. <laughs> the schools have all shut down. Like it literally happened within minutes of them, you know, like everybody was shut down. So, you know, it was so exciting, crazy. but then the world flipped. And, and uh, so it's cool. It, it's neat, you know, to, to have that label of broker of the year. And it's, and it's an honor and I'm proud of it. And I think some of the agents in the office are proud. Of the fact that, you know, they work in a place that, you know, has a broker of the year, you know? So yeah, extremely proud. I don't think it got quite the publicity that, you know, it normally does, but. No big party of celebration during a COVID year. (laughs) Maybe they'll extend it. We'll have to talk to Columbus Realtors, but maybe they'll extend it for 2021. Give me an extra year. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, or or at least do like a double party, you know, with with this year's winner, celebrate together. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's you can think. still Maybe enjoy it a little bit. Yeah. Maybe in the summer. But it's the same as, as our elected officers, you know, at Columbus Realtors. Yeah, it's pretty exciting, you know, when these officers become president, president elect or whatever, and the entire year it, they normally are out there mingling and talking and being in front of people. <laughs> Zoom. It's all on Zoom. And so yeah, we've all been impacted tremendously. So what has it been like working uh, during a COVID year aside from all the the Zooms and things like that? Uh, what has it been like, you know, navigating this pandemic? Have you changed your business practices? Talk to us about what, what that's been like. And also, what advice would you give to agents who are working during these crazy times? Well, I think that we've always kind of been an out-of-the-box brokerage. And that's where our culture has been great. The people that have been here, it's, it's just, it's a very fun environment. And that's the biggest thing that we've always tried to do is, is make real estate fun, you know, make it fun, make it fun for, for me, for the agents, make it fun for our clients. So we've always been a big person with events and client appreciation and reaching out to the cities and the communities. You know, we, you name it, if you look, you know, look us up on Facebook or Instagram and look at all of our events, that's all we've ever done. So we've just had to try to find a a way to adapt to what we've done to this, the new norm. So like for an example, we launched 2021 with a 30 day challenge. You know, it's just a way because everybody is missing discipline right now. I'm missing it. We're all missing it. You know, you just, it's discipline is my entire focus for this year because, you know, the alarm clock goes off. You're like, I don't need to get up, you know, like it's all, there's just no, like, I don't know if my kids have school today or if they had it yesterday. I don't, I don't know. (laughs) I don't, yeah. Right. I I don't know if, I I, I don't know their grades. I asked my daughter, I'm like, how are your grades? I'm like, you have grades? She's like, dad, I am not showing you. You you will not see them. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, wait, I'm your dad. I want to see your grades. She's like, nope, you you will not see it. And I don't really care. You're right. I don't care. As long as they're happy, I could care less about their grades, you know, like, so anyway, so yeah, we've just, we've tried to do so many things to just always be available, always be connected. I've always, you know, my open door policy, but you really can't have the open door policy right now. So, you know, I'm always, I always have a Google meets open. I'll, we're always doing things every single week to make people feel connected, whether they want to, you know, and this is for the agents, whether they want to come in and and just chat on this Google Meet, wonder if they want to learn. But we, we've got to stay connected. 
right now because people are all feeling a little bit out there. So like back to the 30-day challenge is something we came up with. And it, you know, it was a 30-day challenge to to start your start your career. A little bit of discipline, rules every day. Uh, it's fun, you know, simple things. You know, it's it's basically all social media giveaways and stuff like that. And at the end of every week, you know, whoever did their stuff, I deal them cards and we have a thing. And like today, I guess it's not on my desk, but today we our winner uh, got a roll of toilet paper. And when they <laughs> open, roll, when they when they pull the toilet paper and they unroll it, uh, a bunch of dollar bills uh, ah, pop out of it. There you go. That's that's the kind of toilet paper I want. Yes. How do I get yeah. rid of those? That's awesome. Right. It's just it's got a hundred hundred one dollar bills in there, and it's just they're just little things like that. We just keep doing little things. I walked through. I brought my daughter, and all these things we're trying to do are trying to connect with the communities, connect with the agents, like trying to do all kinds of stuff because that's what that's what we need to do right now. And so I brought my daughter. I can't remember when it was, but it was a ferry. She, and, and my youngest daughter's five. And it was like a ferry trail or something like that. And I went to it. It was kind of neat. Very cool for a five-year-old. You know, they get all dressed up in their little outfits. And we walk through. And I'm like, this is crazy. It's just a path. And it had little shoe boxes, basically, that were like little houses and stuff. And she just thought it was the greatest thing in the world. So we have an office in Westerville with a really nice woods. And I, you know, I called up Aaron and Allison and I said, hey, we need to do this in our backyard. Like people can go outside and walk around. So within a day, I had a chainsaw in my hand and we were cutting down trees and we made this cool path and we made it a uh, magical forest. So, um, oh you know, we advertised and marketed and we said, hey, and, we, and, and so that's us trying to leave. We're trying to show agents that you can do things, you can have fun with it. So we do it, we try to get all of our agents to pass the message. Next thing you know, people are blogging about it and talking about it, they're bringing their kids and they're walking around and they, we've got fairy tale characters painted all there and they've got a, they print off a map on our website and they bring the map with them and they walk through and they find all their cool characters. And then at the end of it, they've got a magical wishing tree and they can write their wish on a bow and tie it up there. That is So little cool, cool things, right? You know, like. It's yeah. not, we're not trying to get buyers and sellers. We're not trying to, but it just naturally happens when you do good things for people. So, and then that changed to uh, Grinchville. We had that going. And next thing you know, we're like, let's make a spin on Grinchville. So we lit the forest up, hung 15,000 lights, uh, wow. green lights everywhere, Grinches everywhere, a little mailbox so the kids could come and write their letter to the Grinch. And, uh, you know, just fun little things like that. And, and we just are, we keep doing it. We keep trying to think outside the box and, and come up with things to, for us to do and have fun with and, and the agents too. That's awesome. Pivoting and being nimble in these crazy yeah. times, but still, still finding a way to be creative and have fun. I love it. Yes, absolutely. So not only has, you know, the pandemic been happening and we've been dealing with that craziness, but also the Columbus market. Can we just talk about that for a second? Because the Columbus market has been one of the craziest it's markets in the yes. country for the past few years now. What have you experienced? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> what has that crazy. been like? Yeah, tell us. Yep. Yep. You, you, you keep thinking it's going to even out uh, every single day, week, whatever you think it's going to change. But it is the craziest seller's market that I've ever seen. You know, there is just there's literally very little inventory and all these people want houses. And there's so many investors out there. But, you know, real estate's so solid that, you know, all the investors are popping out of the woodwork and they want to jump in. So it's tough. You know, we've 8000 practitioners in central Ohio, you know, and, and there's just not enough inventory for all the agents and buyers out there. So yeah, it's, 
it's crazy. It's tough on buyers agents. You know, both buyers and sellers have a whole different, you know, look at at real estate right now. A buyer, you got to consult them and tell them what to expect. You got to, you know, you got to set expectations for buyers out there because it's tough. Some price ranges, you know, you'll go to a house on the first day and there'll be 40 offers on it. You're one of 40. That's so and, crazy. And yeah, it's tough and you you don't want to let your people down. And then on the seller side, you know, even though it seems easy and whatever, you put a property in the market, you have 40 people that you have to look through their offers and deal with and you got to pick the right one. So all around, it's extremely challenging. It's really stressful. I listen to the calls from the agents all the time, you know, but we're getting through it. You know, I hope it swings. Ohio is, you know, Columbus is just a great market. A lot of jobs here. It's such a good, I don't know, it's a very convenient city. I travel all over the place and Columbus is home, you know, and so I don't predict because who knows, no one could have predicted 2020. No. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> I don't think in did. our wildest dreams, we would have thought that what happened happened. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. So yeah, it's definitely a tough market to be in. I think it's very tough on new agents too, because when you're coming in this industry, you know, and you're a brand new agent, you don't have, you know, your sphere, you don't have your, your past client buildup, the people that would refer deals to you. It's a tough, it'd be a tough industry to jump into right now. Yeah. I live in Hilliard and there was a Facebook post that someone put, I, I don't know if she's a realtor or an agent or what, but someone had posted in our Hilliard community group for the first time, like ever, there was zero homes for sale in Hilliard. Isn't that crazy? Zero. I know. I mean, that's just like, what? Like, I know. It's, it's so crazy. Um, you know, but yeah, I mean, Columbus is a great place to live in. Obviously, I live here. I, I love it as well. And it does have so much to offer. And maybe, you know, that's part of the reason why we're seeing this craziness. So we'll see what happens from here. Yeah. And people want to, you know, there's a lot of people that want to sell their house, but they're like, then what? <laughs> Where, Where do, do I, I go? go? Where right. do I go next? Yeah, exactly. For sure. Well, Jeremy, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for your time today and, and for being really? on with us and sharing your tips and experience uh, in this crazy world that we live in. Um, I enjoyed it. It was great to hear from you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks a lot. I appreciate you guys letting me on this, this show and and hopefully you guys have a great weekend too. Yes, you too. Thanks, Jeremy. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to The Real View. That wraps up today's episode. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at ohiorealtors.org slash The Real View and on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Have questions, comments, or suggestions? We want to hear from you email us at podcast at ohiorealtors.org. We'll see you next time. This has been a Humble Pod production. Stay humble.